What's up, y'all? It's your boy Afrobeats back at it again with the podcast. And today I have a special guest. We're starting this new segment called um, Soul Food Sundays. And basically the idea is I have different people from different backgrounds, different cultures within the African diaspora and kind of interview them and kind of get a deep look inside of their culture. So today I have my good friend Kat, a.k.a. Katarini, a.k.a. Cat Meow on Instagram. Say what's up to the people, Cat. Hello, everyone. Hello. What's going on? I remember, like, the first time we ever met. It was freshman year of college. We were in, you know, New England. And I was new. I didn't really know anybody like that. I especially didn't even know there was, like, actually, like, Black people on the campus. And <laughs> I was just like, I was like, what did I get myself into? I was, I was like, I, I hope I find, like, somebody who's, like, cool. And you, I don't know if you know this, but, like, you were actually one of the first people besides, like, you know, my roommate from, like, SOAR and all that. Um, that I actually met and yeah oh my gosh when yeah when we met we met at SOAR yeah yeah Yeah. and for those who don't know SOAR is basically like the orientation of where we went to school Western New England uh, University used to be college back then but we became the first class to do university and uh, yeah like so it was like the all-purpose like room where everybody kind of like hangs out and I saw this you know beautiful girl with like long hair and I was like oh she looks mad cool (laughs) So I just came and introduced myself or whatever. And, and yeah. racially ambiguous, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, whoa, she's like different. Because like, I, I feel like I have seen, you know, people that like look like you, but I've never like been able to like fully engage with them just because like, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, you're from, you're, you're, your roots are from like Cape Verde. Okay, how, how do you properly say so that I know Cape Verdeans are the people, but like, I, I hear like different things. Like, how do you say... Like There's that. so many ways. So um, some people say Cape Verde, some people say Cape Verde. Mm-hmm. Um, with the accent, we speak Cape Verdean Creole or Creolu. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically a dialect of Portuguese. And so we say Cape Verde. Cape Verde. Okay. Yeah. And okay. that basically means the place that's green or the green place. A green place. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you guys like have like hella islands? Like, isn't there like ten? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Before? Look at you. Yeah. There's ten. Yeah, I do my research. Ten little islands on yeah. the west coast of Africa, right off of the coast of Senegal. Okay. All right. Cool. So, like, how do you like identify yourself? I feel like you have such a mixed bag of culture because you come from one culture and then you're kind of you know embedded in another. Like, how would you describe yourself or identify yourself? Um, I always say I'm African-American. Um, it's one of those things that's really hard for Cape Verdeans because mm-hmm. I feel like there's not a lot of us in certain parts of the United States. Um, I grew up in Connecticut and I did have a, Cape, a small Cape Verdean community in that area, but I didn't realize how little there were of my people until I got to about high school college actually mm-hmm. um, because I just wasn't aware you know you grow up in your surrounding and you that's what you know so you don't question it until you get out of that surrounding and then people question you and I'm like wait what how do you I was so surprised a lot of people didn't know what I was when I went to college I was yeah. like the first Cape Verdean a lot of people met including you <laughs> yeah for sure like I 
now that I know you and like I was open to like learning more about like your people, like I I know I can like somewhat tell sometimes like who's Cape Verdean who's not. <laughs> right. But, um yeah, you guys are just like real cool people. Like I know that you guys have like pockets in some places. Like I feel like there's a lot of you in New England. There's mm-hmm. a lot of you in like this area too. Like I'm in the, the DMV area. Um, like we've like I, I know like my like banker and like a couple other people like they're Cape Verdean and we had like a long Oh that's funny. Like, oh do you know Kat? And it's you know, just being <laughs> but yeah news like, to me. Do you do you know why like you guys are so like pocketed? Like why specific areas? Why are you drawn to specific areas? Yeah, definitely just because of immigration. Um as people started immigrating over to the Americas, they just kind of you know took that boat and the boat dropped them wherever and the coast is very popular um but i know specifically for my family a lot of my ancestors came to i don't understand why they chose connecticut but they did they Mm -hmm. came through boston and went straight to norwich um they just had other family members there so they went there but also i know i currently live in boston and there is such a huge population here of Cape Verdeans. It's like one of the hubs, if you will. For sure. I was definitely, I was living in Dorchester for like a little bit and like they were like. Right. That's, yeah, that's one of the hubs, Dorchester. Yeah. It was like, it was like them, like Dominicans and like Jamaicans. Jamaicans. Yep. That's the mix. Y'all like all on top of each other. It was, it was a cool mix. It was very cool. So, uh, before we like really get into it, like, what is your like origin story? Like, how did your family get to where they are? Like, you know, how often do you get to get to visit Cape Verde and you know all that? What, what's your origin story? So uh, basically, my parents met here in the states, but they both grew up in Cape Verde. So my mother uh, moved here when she was eighteen, and my dad when he was twenty-one, and mm. then they met here blah 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 they worked and I'm a first generation went to college so um that's basically how my family came my mom came with her father and siblings and Mm -hmm. my dad came on his own wow yeah like being that first generation like I know that's like a big deal like you know for your family like what was that like it's really cool because uh I have such I feel like I have such a strong connection to my culture. Mm-hmm. I grew up, um, my parents definitely did not hide any part of their growing up. Um, they instilled a lot of Cape Verdean, um, just like aspects of our culture, you know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of, we have a lot of superstitions. Um, and why can you share some of them? Uh, yeah, so uh, my, one of my favorites is when you enter a house or a building, you have to leave the same door you came through. Mm. Um, it's just like all about energy. So you come and leave with the same energy you came with. Ah, very interesting. Okay. Yeah. So all growing up, every time one of my aunts came over, that was such a thing my mom would try to. And my mom. As she's gotten older, she's less traditional, which is interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but she'll be like, oh, just go out this door. And my aunt always refuses. She's like, no, I have to go this through the bad. same door. You know this. And my mom's yeah. like, oh, whatever. So it's funny. Hmm, interesting. That's something I actually always notice about you. You are very, like, 
conscious of the energy around you? Do you think that has a lot to do with your upbringing? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, my parents have always been people that are private and they always taught me to be careful um, who you're around. And I think that has a lot to do with their upbringing because, um, you know, in the islands, a lot of people didn't have cars. And if they did, a lot of places are really far away. So you kind of stay in your own community. Like even if you're living on an island, you don't know everyone because you can't travel to the other side. Um, funny story, my parents actually lived um, like a town technically over from each other. Like my mom basically lived up the hill from my dad, but they never met or knew each other growing what? up because, yeah, you don't travel anywhere else. That's crazy. So they were always from, from the same energy, but they never knew they were that close. Yeah. That's dope. That's real dope. Have you yeah. ever been to like the islands? And if so, when was like the last time? Like, what is it like if you have? Or, I'm not sure. So I wish that I I could say I've been more, but I only have been once uh, when I was in fifth grade. I haven't been back since because I always want to go for longer than a couple weeks. And with life, you know, work and school and everything, I just haven't had the chance. Yeah. Um, but I will say they are some of the most beautiful islands. I feel like a lot of people don't know about them, but um, they're just so different. Um, it's an island, so it's got the island feel. You can feel the breeze in the midst of the ocean uh, wherever you are, even if you're uphill. Um, they are kind of, it gets kind of dry because it is also on the west coast of Africa. Um, yeah. They're close to the equator, so... Um, there's that, but it's beautiful. Anytime you go, I would say the best time to visit is anytime through the fall to spring. Summer is really, really hot. Oh, okay. But, um, Wait. all year round, it's like sixties is probably the lowest. Okay. Yeah. That's dope. I've heard like the islands are like very different sometimes in climate too. Like I heard some of the, I know there's, they have like the, the, the top islands and then the bottom islands. There's mm -hmm. like different names for them. I, I couldn't remember what the names were. Um, but like some of the, like the, the islands, like to the east, they have, they're more like desert and then some are more like greenish areas. Is that yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's um, another cool fact <laughs> is that there are volcanoes on um, some of the, I, so what I, I don't know if this is like a fact, but one thing I know is that the islands were apparently one at one point and then the volcano erupted and became multiple. I don't know if that's a fact, but that's like one of the stories. So there is a volcano on the island my parents grew up in, which is Fogu. Mm -hmm. And that's F-O-G-O. Okay. For research purposes. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that volcano, because it's erupted before, obviously it's burned a lot of land. It becomes volcanic rock uh, and debris. And, you know, as a result, there's like a lot of desert land in that area. And then there's some green, but it's not as much. It just really depends on which islands. I think the islands that are on the outside are the more green. And yeah. then the ones on the inside are uh, more desert-like. Gotcha. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I, as soon as you were talking about, like, a lot of people that know about it, in my head I was like, oh, good. Like, 
they won't get colonized and like change their culture like completely and you know mm-hmm. but I, like I want to know about like I hear there's a big Portuguese influence um, in you know those islands like what do you know any background behind why that is and why you guys like look the way you do and like talk the way you do like where does that like come from do you do you have an idea yeah so actually before Cape Verde gained its independence it was a colony of Portugal and the Portuguese would use Cape Verde as a slave trading port so they would take slaves over from Africa move them over to Cape Verde and then eventually transport them to the Americas and and you know all of that so I think that's why we look the way we do and definitely a huge influence of our culture is Portuguese because the Portuguese, you know, eventually some settled there. And then if you think of Africans and Portuguese mixing together, that's what a lot of us look like. Gotcha. Because I know a key thing I've noticed, especially like with the women, like you guys have like long, like curly hair. Does you think that comes from more your Portuguese side? Um, and and that, yeah, for people that look like me. But then mm-hmm. the fun thing about Cape Verdeans are we look so different because I do have cousins. So I, for those of you that obviously don't know me, I have lighter skin, mm-hmm. um, like a brown caramel color. But then I also have cousins that are dark skin and have um, more like thicker hair and then I have cousins that I have a cousin that has green eyes and her skin's a lot lighter than mine and she has curly hair with blonde and brown highlights um my grandmother actually has gray eyes um we so we come in so many different shades and types and looks but the most common like Cape Verdean girl look is like uh curly long hair caramel colored skin so like i guess me (laughs) i mean i guess we're just you guys are just as diverse as like any group like there's also subgroups and you know different areas and tribes and things like that but right definitely so uh like what what is the the what do people usually like mistake you for i feel like you get that question a lot oh you you look like this you look like that or you know, unfortunately, you get comments like, oh, you're pretty for, like, a black girl, and, like, they don't even Oh, I know. hate that one. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just curious, because I feel like you're, like, one of those people, because I feel like I would hear stuff from time to time in college, and I'm like, what are they, like, talking about? Can you talk a little bit on that, like, that experience, like, growing up? Yeah, um, a lot of times I got mis- I've gotten mistaken for Hispanics, so mostly mm-hmm. Dominican. Um, other times, black and white mix. Mm-hmm. Or just black. Um, but yeah, most of the time it's definitely Dominican or black and white. That's definitely the most that I get. And I remember growing up, this is actually a funny story, and I don't know if people can relate to this, but I remember growing up in um, elementary school and people asking me what I was, and I would say Cape Verdean. They didn't understand, so then I'd just say, oh, I'm black and white. I remember saying that one time uh, and I remember yeah. thinking later on when I realized I said that, cause obviously at that time it didn't register, but I, I remember thinking like my parents are not like <laughs> clearly <laughs> both my parents are of color. Like I don't have a white mother or a white father, but 
you know, you kind of lose that sense of um, identity sometimes when you are from somewhere and a lot of people don't know. I think I also, some I've gotten mistaken for a Native American also, and one time I remember saying, yeah, that's what I am, because I just got tired of answering that question, like, what are you? I got that question so often when I was younger, and I didn't know how to answer that. Yeah. I also think it's like, I feel like it goes in waves, like, there's, right now, there's like a surge of, like, you know, being proud to be, like, African, and right. um, the Black movement, and, but, like, back in the day, like, it wasn't always, like, the best thing, and sometimes we got caught up in, you know, what we could do to fit in and be popular, and, like, we didn't know any better, mm-hmm. just kind of, like, you know, our definitely what was taught to us, but, yeah, I, I, I can definitely hear what you're saying coming from there. So, like, what does, what, I want to start getting into, like, the food aspect as well, but, like, what, does it mean to be Cape Verdean? Like, what does what makes you guys special? What are some of your favorite things about being Cape Verdean? Um, for me, I definitely just appreciate first and foremost knowing that where I come from, knowing my family and my cultural background. I love our culture mm-hmm. so much. I love what we stand for. Um, I really appreciate. We have a lot of African influence as well as Portuguese. So I think mixing. Those two together, in my opinion, it comes off as such a strong um, balance. And I just, honestly, we have such good food, (laughs) our music, um, art, all of those things. It's just... What kind of uh, music and what what does food look like well let's go with, let's go with the music too because i feel like you were like quite the dancer back in college so <laughs> into that like where does that flavor come from yeah i mean i honestly grew up dancing at, since the time i could walk my dad used to put me on his feet and we'd like dance around the house um mm-hmm. our music has a lot i feel like of african influence um one type of dance that we do is with just drums and it's like the men beat on the drums and the woman dances um and music i feel like cape verdean music especially is such a way to communicate um we have a lot of love songs and love music too Mm -hmm. very romantic i my culture is also very romantic so i think that kind of comes from the portuguese Mm -hmm. or like spanish influence you know um and yeah, the music is really good. I grew up all my life. We have parties like for every single occasion, uh, which is also pretty cool. Yeah, I I love like looking at your Instagram because I feel like if you're not like you know zenning out and like chilling somewhere, you're always at like a party with like a lot of people you love and right and a lot of food. Yeah, food. So can you talk about? You, you said there's a lot of parties and events that's, you know, revolve around food and dancing and, you know, good times. What does some of these events look like? Like, when do your family, like, hang out? Because, like, for me, like, it's always been about, like, the cookout or whenever there's a wedding. But what what are different occasions you guys hang out? We hang out for any reason at all to have a good time together and mm-hmm. eat food. Like, uh, my culture is just all about, you know, we're on islands, so... Sometimes there's not that much to do. I mean, yeah, it's 2019 now, so there's plenty of things. But, like, back in the day, that's all they did was cook food, get together, and dance, and, like, put the music on. So, um, growing up, I 
would go to a party literally for anything. It could be a baby shower, a birthday, and it doesn't have to be a special birthday. Like some people only celebrate your first and your fifth and your tenth. Like Hebronians yeah. celebrate every single birthday. Um, it could be like a retirement or um, I don't know, just anything, a wedding, like all of those things. It's just a good, especially honestly, baby showers are big, but just getting together bringing that music, bring the food and the family, and there we have it all year round. <laughs> Speaking of food, like, what is, like, if I was going to tell you, like, I want to put together a mini of, like, Cape Verdean food, like, what would be on that menu? What are some basics? Like, I hit hit all the, like, like, hit... The staples. <laughs> the staples, like, hit the desserts, like, let, like, yeah, let me know. Okay, so, um, we have Jag or Jagasida. Have you heard of? Jagasida. No. Yeah. So Jag is, uh, how can I explain it? It's, so one of our main ingredients in a lot of foods would be rice, beans, and corn. Those are like three main ingredients to so many different types of food. So Jag is like, um, an extension of, I want to say like a corn, meal kind of thing Mm -hmm. and you can so depending that's another thing all the islands make the same foods but put their own twist so some people will put it with beans some people will put it with peas and beans or like put a bunch of vegetables in it it just Mm -hmm. depends on how you specifically make it um and you said it's a corn sorry it's a cornmeal type dish yeah so it's like um, you take the corn and you, i actually did this when I went to Cabo Verde, which was really cool. Uh, you take it into, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it, but it's oh. like the clay kind of thing that you mash. Oh, the, the, the mortar? Mortar. Thank you. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a mortar and you crush the corn up and then you just cook it and it comes out like, kind of like couscous. It's similar to couscous. Okay. Cool. Um, so couscous is another thing that we like. So the way that they make it is they put it in, um, in like the oven in this certain, uh, it kind of looks like an upside, not even an upside down. Uh, I'm thinking of a water tank, but even better description would be um, the little timers that have sand in them. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. um, so it's kind of a shape like that and, People eat that for breakfast with milk and sugar on it. It's actually really good. Is it like, um, what is it like? It's a grainy type meal, yeah. Yeah, it's really filling. It's also made from corn, it's like couscous. We call it couscous. Um, it's just different than what people think of couscous, like Mediterranean style, yeah. Um, another dish that we have, one of my favorites, is cachupa. Cachupa. Um, that's like at every single Cape Verdean event that you ever go to, Kachupa is always present. It is a stew or a soup. Um, and this is another thing that every island makes it differently. So some, uh, well, all of them usually have some type of meat in it. It could be goat or beef. Mm -hmm. Um, then there are are vegetarian options too. Mm -hmm. And then, um, a lot of it is just vegetables. So so it just depends, but uh, the ones that I usually eat have like kidney beans, cabbage, carrots, potatoes. Um, 
some people will put like spinach it just really depends like i said um another soup kind of stew there's two other soups we have a lot of soups and stews (laughs) um another thing that's my favorite is called caldo verde caldo verde yes so um it's basically a broth uh it's really really thick and it just has kale in it and some people will put chorizo in it it just depends wait Uh, is that dish uh I've heard of like this leafy green car called Kalu. Is is that what's Yeah. In? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's like a popular like African green, right? Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. So yeah. And um another one that my mom makes and it is also like I know a lot of Cape Verdeans that make it, it's called Kanja. Kanja. Yep. And it is just chicken and rice soup. But it's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, and then we have other typical dishes like rice and beans. Um, We have so many different rice dishes because it's, like I said, rice, beans. um, Those are, like, main ingredients for so many different meals. So there's different types of rices that people make with vegetables, without, with different types of beans. Very good food. And then um, we eat goat a lot. That's, like, the biggest... I don't personally, but mm-hmm. it is a huge, a staple. yeah, a huge staple. Gotcha. And uh, then I chicken, is, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. like those things. Is there um, any kind of like desserts that are known? Oh yes, sorry, I forgot the desserts. Uh, flan is big. Flan is big. Okay, good. Yeah, I just wanted to know. I got a big sweet tooth, so I'm 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 taking my notes so I can go and test these out later. We do have also like biscuits. Um, they're called lashes mm-hmm. that they make. Um, there's so many desserts. I can't really think of them right now, but flan is the biggest. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to check out. You're definitely going to have to uh, hook me up with like, a recipe or two. And we'll try oh, yeah, definitely. I have, I have a few. Okay. Good. I'll get that from later. Um, so I like to ask people about their like family stories so i had like a really like weird family story that's kind of funny and you know um you know the like cleaning solution ajax Mm -hmm. so back in the day my mom used to tell me that my grandpa was making like chicken and back in the day the ajax container used to look like I guess the flouring or the breading of like what they used for chicken. And he actually put the Ajax on the chicken and like everybody was at the table and started eating it. And it was just like a mess. And like, sending out the chicken and like, they're like, like my aunts and stuff were like, what's wrong with this chicken? And my grandpa was like, girl, ain't nothing wrong with this chicken. And then just like shoved it off. But they realized they had put the Ajax like, in the oh, chicken. it's horrible. Yeah, I know. Um, but do you have any, like, family, like, stories, like, similar to that? Or mm-hmm. not even similar, like, what What are some funny family stories or popular family legends or things like that? Um, okay. I <laughs> So, actually, I hadn't thought of anything until just something, you know, just spurred up in my mind. So, one 
funny memory I have from just about every family gathering at my house is we play cards a lot. Okay. And so we play a version of spades, but we call it bisca. Bisca. Okay. Yes. And it is it's very similar to spades. Um, so I'm sure anyone that knows how to play spades would be good at it and easily pick it up. But like it gets very serious and any time i've ever been around my dad and his brothers playing or like um cousins whatever they slam the cards on the table like they exaggerate everything and it's sometimes if you're not paying attention and you're just like doing something you mm-hmm. all of a sudden can get so spooked because they just like slam the table and they're, they're like yelling things at each other and then it's at some point someone's always accused of cheating like it never fails and then it becomes this whole argument and it's just like it seems like they're going to rip each other's heads off but it's yeah. just really fun in game so it's just so funny how serious it gets and i'm sure any caper game you ask will be like yeah beast go ugh. like oh, but it, it is also i love playing myself and we have a tradition now my aunt and my mom and my cousin play each other every christmas now <laughs> That's amazing. That sounds like spades at my house, actually. You know, when my yeah. Like, I, we couldn't even like play spades like with the adults because it would get that intense. Yeah, but, same. They're always like, "No, you're not good enough. You can't nah. play until you like practice." Nah, they they didn't they didn't want to sugarcoat it either. They were like, "Nah, you trash. You can't play." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so. Let's go. We're going to start closing up this podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Of um, course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. No, I feel like I'm learning a lot. I can't wait to dive in and learn more. Um, so at the end of this podcast, Soul Food Sunday, I want to do like a rapid fire like question. Uh, no pressure. Just um, like answer it the best you, you can. But I'm going to try to go a little bit faster on this one. Are you ready? All right. I'm ready. All right. First question. What is your culture's favorite dish? Ooh, kachupa. Kachupa. Nice. Uh, if you were a vegetable, what would you be and why? I <laughs> I hate this answer, but I would be a potato. <laughs> potato? Why would you be a potato? Because potatoes are so amazing. You can make so many different things. You can stuff them. You can mash them. You can make potatoes au gratin. You can make scallop potatoes, French fries. Hello, the best oh, yeah. thing in the world. Hash browns. Like I could go on forever. So you like the versatility. All right, respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you could grow an infinite amount of any food or plant in the world, what would it be? I would have to say, honestly, uh-huh. I'm gonna respect my culture and say corn because uh-huh. you can make so many things out of corn. It has some nutritional value, but it also you can fertilize other things with corn. There's a lot of use to it. Very true. Very true. On a scale of one to ten, how good are you in the kitchen? Be honest on this one. One to ten. One is like you're trash, like you burn water. And <laughs> ten is like you're like a professional chef. Okay, I'm going to give myself an Honest, five and a half. Five and a half. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. respectful. A lot of people can't even cook, you know, on a five level these days anyway. Everybody's like, <laughs> so. I All give right. myself a five and a half because 
I I can do well if I have a recipe, but a lot of times I try to freestyle and I end up messing things up. And I'm just learning how to eat a meatless diet now, so mm-hmm. it's it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. Well, I got tips for you if you ever need help with that. Oh yes, I'll definitely take them. Um, last one in five words or less. What does it mean for you to be a part of the African diaspora? Hmm. Five words or less. Yes. All right. I'm just gonna spit out words. Okay. Um. Respect. Okay. Dignity. Culture. Mm-hmm. Um. Brotherhood slash sisterhood. Okay. And um, uniqueness. Uniqueness. Okay, uh, yeah. I'll let, let that extra word go, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to count. <laughs> I, I honestly got to count. I have my fingers like out. I was like, "Is she gonna say another one?" Because that's that's fine. But, <laughs> but um, thanks for letting it slide. <laughs> yeah, I'll let it slide. No problem. Um, but again, uh, thanks for coming on. Um, where can the people follow you? You have anything you want to plug? Uh, you know, cats meow all across the social media. Two T's, three W's. Hit me up. Yeah. If you can ask her for like Cape Verdean related questions, I'm I'm definitely gonna keep doing my research and uh, I'm definitely gonna bother you about those recipes. So. Yeah, I got you. And then you'll have to give me tips. Um, definitely. I can definitely also if you're in the boston area i can give you the best restaurants and clubs to go to we do have some clubs out here also in uh rhode island providence it has a big cape verdean population there's also dope restaurants and uh clubs out there so if you ever want to kick it with us get the Uh, culture the music i'm definitely gonna take you up on that i got too many people up there not to visit so right yeah So thanks for coming on, Kat. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, y'all, for listening. And that's it. Peace and love. Peace. Well, that's it for today, y'all. Thanks for listening again. And make sure to subscribe slash follow on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, leave a comment and five stars if you're feeling your boy. I love to hear from y'all and get feedback to continue to make this podcast better each and every week. Share this podcast with your fellow gardeners and foodies, and I'll see y'all next week. Talk to y'all later, fam. Peace.